0: meeting illness aging and death with compassion and wisdom learn about us at zencare.org so it's good to be with you on this evening the second day of daylight savings second day so it's beautiful to be sitting here and still be able to see outside and uh to wake up this morning with the sun so brilliantly shining into our apartment um, which is brand spanking new like three months after living in a cave for 25 years um, <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's a shock it's like <laughs> you know i often walk in i walk into the living room thinking the lights have been left on all night because it's like so bright um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a line from <laughs> there's a line from a movie. I can't quite I can't re- recall the name of it, but um, Sarah Miles. For some of you, some of you are just not going to know who Sarah Miles is because it's a back in the day actress. Um, hands up on the screen if you know who Sarah Miles is. Maybe two people, three people. Okay. So anyway, it's a, it's a beautiful movie, and it's set in South Africa, and Sarah Miles is married to some, I think is some uh, English diplomat, and she's actually a heroin addict, it turns out to be. And it's set in the 30s and 40s, maybe 50s. Anyway, this one morning, she opens her eyes, and she's looking out of the bedroom window at this beautiful, beautiful South African mountain range. And she says, Oh, God, not another fucking beautiful day in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that line? <laughs> She's like, ugh. Um, that's the line from that movie. I, I look up Sarah Miles and see what set in South Africa. Um, it's also good to be here in person. You know, some of you know that I've been having really serious problems with one of my knees. and. Uh, Yesterday was very painful. I couldn't really get out of the house. So I was uh, on here on Zoom for the morning and for precepts yesterday afternoon. So uh, but today I finally listened to Koshin and took some Tylenol for the first time in months. You know, I mean, it's like I'm one of those like stoic Brits like I can get through this. I don't need any medication. And it's miraculous what Tylenol could do. <laughs> it's like, wow, I can actually walk a little bit better. So um, I listened to uh, Ocean once, and uh, I actually was able to walk today. So and I've received an embarrassment of good wishes and well wishes from people, which is uh, very difficult you know, for me to uh, receive. Uh, And I got a beautiful email from uh, Shuso this morning and I was like, I can't. And then Koshin said earlier, later I said, did you see that beautiful, sweet email from Joshin? I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't read it. You know, I kind of scanned it because it was all, you know, offering help and uh, it's very difficult for this old curmudgeon. Um, So thank you for that. And thank you everyone for your embarrassment of well wishes. So many well wishes. It was like, wow. Um, from today's, uh, we're on day 62 of our Commit to Sit period. And uh, this was uh, the, ref- the reflection from today, um, what are the ingredients that go into your decisions today? What are the ingredients that go into your decisions today? So when you woke up this morning, uh, how were you feeling? What were your first thoughts when you woke up? Do you remember them? Do you remember how you were feeling when you opened your eyes and you... What were your first thoughts? Hopefully not those of Sarah Miles, but... um, I very often wake up with a feeling of dread, you know, I I kind of wake up and I'm like, you know, my, my body is, uh, yeah, it's in it's in a fight or flight mode. And, uh, you know, just for a few seconds, you know, a minute, maybe, and I never really kind of figure it out. I think I move away too quickly from that feeling because it's, it's too, uh, hmm. Too uncomfortable or too dangerous to stay with but it's, it's there some very often and uh, yeah and it's very interesting because you know as i said this morning walking into uh, our living room in the in the apartment with the sun shining and the cats are sitting on the windowsills and they can't believe their good fortune either because you know it's like Wow, this is, what is this stuff? It's called daylight and um, Bodhi is looking at the pigeons outside and Bojcik is kind of just like hanging out. It's Bojcik's birthday today. He's 10 today. We think he's 10. I think he's seven. Koshin thinks he's 10, so happy birthday Bojcik. For those of you who are not familiar, Bojcik is one of our two main Coons. He's a big boy and uh, he's every day he brings joy into our lives and um, yeah so every these mornings when i wake up and uh you know i'm in this this uh, kind of like feeling of dread or dread or like not wanting to get out of bed i think to myself you know you have a roof over your head the sun's shining what the hell is wrong with you right so lucky Uh, I don't have any clanging anymore in the apartment so only get that when we're here now Um, yeah so my my life is an abundance of joy I get to do the work that I love I get to come here every day see all your beautiful faces on the screen sit with everyone in this room here and uh and yet, still, there are those moments. And yet, there is um, there's a collection of koans that we uh, work with here. That some of the students who are working with koans, um, they're by Kuryo Osaka, and they're known as the first hundred koans of Kuryo's, and. Kuryosaka Roshi was a lay uh, teacher. He was born in 1901 and died in 1985. He was from the Rinzai tradition. And uh, Maizumi Roshi, who is our root grandfather, father, 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 studied with uh, Kuryo for many years. So, and he was transmitted uh, in the Rinzai tradition as well as a Soto is also transmitted in Soto Zen. So this is why, um, in our lineage, we work with koan practice, which is generally a Rinzai practice. But because we're transmitted, or because we're both, the lines are Rinzai and Soto, because of Maizumi and Koryo, we uh, work with koans, which is not very, it's not usual for Soto Zen. The word I'm looking for is Soto-Zendos, it's not the word I'm looking for, but it's close enough. Um, so these uh, the, so there's a hundred of these cards that are infuriating for those of you who know, this practice, it's called practice. And one of them is uh, where people often get stuck. Well, it gets stuck on most of them, but this is one where people get stuck for a longer period of time, should we say. And the koan is, how do you get out of a grave, how do you get out of a stone grave which is locked from the outside? How do you get out of a stone grave which is locked from the outside? Anybody do that koan? Anybody here yet done that koan? Koshin, you did it? Senke, you did it? Joshin, you did it? Excellent. Some of you on the screen, whom I can't see, Yushu. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. Kyoshu. Okay, good. So each of you have had your experience of that kohan, and it's going to be a different experience for each of you, because that grave, that stone, that cement stone uh, grave is going to look very different for you, depending depending where you are in your life, right? And. Uh, So what is my stone grave, what is the grave that I can't get out of right. in, in those moments when I feel that you know those moments when I wake up in in dread or those days where I say "Ugh, can't be bothered or uh, this has been an embarrassment, to use that word again, of uh, good wishes, of well wishes, that I can't, you know, I have to turn away from that kind of thing, or I just scan the email very quickly. It doesn't really sink in. So it's almost like that stone grave is not only keeping me from getting out, but it's also not letting stuff in. So it's a big cement block, basically. Um, So how do we get out of that? For me, it's about this practice. It's about looking at my my bullshit and my fears. You know, my real fears, you know, my real scaredy stuff. Um, and my... Uh, yeah, my... Way of kind of making fun, making light of stuff. You know, it can be really, really serious, and I'm like, ah, it's fine, don't worry, and I can make a joke about it yeah, at my own expense. Um, so, the many tools, and many ways that I keep myself in that, in that cement stone grave. Um, the answer is actually very simple, and very complicated. And I'm not going to give you the answer, because my answer wouldn't be yours. But um, it has to do with, how do I stop this? How do I get out of this grave? So think about, even if you're not working with koans, think about this image of this stone grave, and how do you get out of it? It's locked from the outside. What's the lock on the outside? What's in there, in the stone grave? Who is in the stone grave? Think about it. You know, take might take you six months, six years to get the answer, but it's worth it in the end. <sighs> hmm. Another line from the reflection today, I think from Koshin's reflection, is intimacy is a place of practice. intimacy is a place of practice. How do you become intimacy yourself? How do I practice intimacy with myself? Um, Locked in that grave, there's uh, not much chance of practicing intimacy, because I'm locked in this little tiny stone's coffin. So how do I break out of that? And maybe it's the intimacy that's keeping me in the stone grave, perhaps. There's a little, you know, one of those light bulbs that goes up, say, oh, it only took me 35 years to get to that. Oh, I remember that koan. So, uh, So my question is what's your stone grave what is your cement grave what is your cement coffin what keeps you from breaking out of there what keeps you in there what's the lock how do you remove the lock open that lock and uh, So I'm going to finish with uh, something that we wouldn't normally finish with, or actually work with, Um, but I was Googling around this afternoon for Koryo Osaka, and I came across this, uh, a three-step contemplation to give yourself compassion you need and deserve. It's from Lion's Roar, and it's by, um, sorry I don't have the person's name here, it was Neff someone, Kristen Neff. Um, so I'm going to invite you to close your eyes on the Zoom do. close your eyes and just relax and I, I thought this was particularly relevant given um, those of you who were in the Commit to Sit and saw... Diane's talk last night. Diane always talks about embodying the practice. And so this is why I thought this was very relevant today. Um, So close your eyes. Give it a shot. All right. Place both hands on your heart. And feel their warmth. You can also put your hands on any... Place on your body that feels it needs soothing and comforting? For me, maybe my knee. Is there a place on your body that needs soothing and comforting? Could even be your face, could be your shoulder, your back. What needs some comforting? Breathe deeply in and out. And speak to these words silently in warm and caring tones. So wherever your hand is, this is a place of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment. May I give myself the compassion I need. So maybe repeat after me. This is a moment of suffering. This is a moment of suffering Suffering is a part of life. Suffering is a part of life. May I be kind to myself in this moment) Amen. May I, give myself the compassion I need. May I give myself the compassion I need. And it goes on to say the first phrase, this is the moment of suffering, is, is designed to bring mindfulness to the fact that you are in pain. Other possible wordings are I'm having a really tough time right now. This hurts or anything that describes the suffering you are experiencing. So this is a moment of suffering. The second phrase, suffering is a part of life, reminds you that imperfection is part of the shared human experience. Other possible wordings are, everyone feels this way sometimes. This is a part of being human. The third phrase, may I be kind to myself in this moment, helps bring a sense of care and concern to your present moment experience. Other possible wordings are, may I love and support myself right now. May I accept myself as I am. And the final phrase, may I give myself the compassion I need Firmly set your intention to be self-compassionate. You might use other words such as, may I remember that I am worthy of compassion. May I give myself the same compassion I would give to a good friend. So I think that's rather beautiful, uh, that meta-practice if we could say. Um, And you know as I said I was googling around for Koryo Osaka and this thing popped up and I think there are no there are no um accidents this to me really is speaking to those moments when I wake up in dread those moments when I feel unworthy or afraid those moments when I could do more to help myself and those moments when I'm locked in that grave, with the lock on the outside, those moments, can I find this pain and suffering that everyone at some point in their life experiences? Can I find self-compassion? Can I treat myself as I would treat others in a compassionate way? So not, a, not strictly a Zen uh, talk here, but the talk that I gave which hopefully is all you needed in this moment. It's what I needed.